LIW American Horror Story Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW American Horror Story Review, episode 47. Today I'm reviewing 104 Halloween Part 1. It's the third Halloween Part 1. And because uh, we got Halloween 1978, Halloween Rob Zombie, uh, and then we got this one. And this one's much better uh, than the second one, not the first one. So anyway, let's get into this. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It'll be in the notes. So uh, point is, Halloween Part 1, Nexus Part 2. I'm going to do them both back-to-back here. Uh, not the same podcast, though. I don't know why I'm even telling you that. Um, it doesn't matter. So uh, let's just get into it. 2010, this is when this is set, which is just a year previous to uh, when our family, the Harmon family, moves in. We start off with a, a couple, Chad and Patrick. Chad being played by uh, Zachary Quinto. Patrick being played by Teddy Sears, apparently. I don't know who that is, but I recognize him. But point is, they're they're uh, they're a couple. They moved in. It seems like recently, they're arguing uh, about how uh, Patrick is cheating on Chad. Chad doesn't really seem to care. It's just like the rules don't talk about it. Blah blah blah. They're carving pumpkins, and he's like, "Why are we even carving pumpkins? What the fuck are we doing?" And they they call themselves Hollow Queens, which I uh, thought was hilarious for some reason. <laughs> And then they, they're talking about how they, Patrick, uh, sorry, Chad is talking about how he wanted a baby. Chad being Zachary Quinto. How they wanted, he thought they wanted a baby. That was the goal. They're going to get a baby. They're going to be happy. They're going to have this new house, blah, 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 blah. And they can't seem to get there because Chad, or Patrick keeps fucking around and like fucking off and doesn't really seem to care anymore and is constantly working out and coming back and doing dudes and blah, blah, blah. And um, apparently, because apparently everyone in the show wants a goddamn baby. Uh, this is a like I said, baby centric uh, season. So get used to that shit. So Chad, uh, Patrick goes. To, Patrick goes to leave to go to the gym. You know, quote the gym when he admits he's fucking someone else and he's gonna go do that probably. And he's like, fine, fuck off. And then uh, he's sitting there and they're talking about lots of talk about apples in this episode. Chad keeps going back and forth and which which color apples would fit the uh, the the Halloween palette better for the. Uh, What's that called when you dunk your face in water and grab a fucking apple with your teeth? The, the gray old Halloween apple dunk. That's what it's called. Yep, bobbing for apples. I think that's all it's called. So I'm trying to think of something like some term that, it, that qualifies for it, but it's just called bobbing for apples. Point is, he's debating apples. He's sitting there and he's carving a pumpkin at the same time too. Doing a bunch of shit trying to sell the house. So what they're trying to do is they dumped all their money in this house. They have no more money. They're trying to save the house. Just like our Harmon family. He looks around, he turns around, he sees a rubber man, a guy in a rubber suit, and he thinks it's Patrick. And he's like, this is a bit extreme, you don't have to do this. Okay, well, why? we don't know why he's not freaked out by a rubber suit, but we'll find out later why he's not freaked out by the fact that there's a rubber suit in the house. Because he's like, why, why, well, we don't have to do all this. And he thinks it's Patrick, like I said, starts to flirt with him. And then he gets violently beaten and drowned in the, in the bobbin for apples water, in the, in the water for it, with the apples. He, he bobs a little too aggressively for the apples and, and proceeds to drown. And then Pat walks back in. You don't know if he's going to apologize or what the fuck he's going to say. He's just like, hey. Uh. And you don't really see what happens to him. Not yet, at least. Um, let's cut back to 2011, just a year later. Uh, so they're a couple we have to worry about now. So they're another baby-hungry couple that we'll get to later. Uh, now, 2011, Marcy's telling Viv and uh, Ben, because they're trying to sell the house as well for the exact same reason, uh, all their money's gone, as we found in the last episode, and then they're going to get a fluffer for the house. 
So, and that's what Marcy tells them. Get someone to make the house look great, look amazing, and then they can sell the house from there. They need someone to spruce up the house because it looks old, it looks this, it looks that. Let's get someone here that can, you know, quote, fluff the house, which is just a sexy term. Um, Constance next door is talking to, well, she's not in the scene yet, but her, her boy, her boy toy, Travis, who looks like he's he played in like fucking Nickelback or one of those bands in the early 2000s. He's talking to Addie about where Halloween came from and like the, the lore of the Halloween legend and blah, 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 all the shit I don't care about. When people start talking about like the pagan, ritual, pagan rituals, I'm like, ah, okay, I don't care. It, just because it has a history doesn't mean it's real. It doesn't mean it's real at all. But the point is, he's telling her this. She's like super interested into it. And she's like, oh, really? Tell me more. And then he's like, they're, they're, they're close, but you can, you can tell as just a viewer. He's doing it as like a stepkid. He's doing it as like a teenage girl. We don't know how old she is really, but he's just like, yeah, this is it. Isn't this interesting? Trying to relate to the girl who has no one else to fucking talk to because she lives with her mom, her, her elderly mother, and all her siblings are dead. And then she gets, she gets locked in a closet with mirrors from time to time when she gets upset about things. So he's trying to help this girl have a little bit of human interaction. And then Constance walks in and she kicks him out of there and tells him to go get a, a carton of Paul Malls, which is a, another line from uh, Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead. Then I was like, oh, yeah, a little tie in there. There's a line about carton of Paul Malls. Who cares? It's just for me. Point is, she gets really jealous of Addie after he leaves. And she's like, you're going to do this again. Apparently, she fucked one of her uh, old boyfriends at some point. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that, that explains why she's a little, little more on edge around this. But because at first, you're just like, oh, she's a bitch. And I was like, okay, there's a history here. Um, there's a kind of a throwaway line that the dead can walk freely on Halloween. So that's the one day a year where they can, they can actually leave the house. So we're kind of ramping up for that. We're expecting that now. Um, Larry shows back up at the house, uh, the murder house looking for a thousand dollars from Ben. And I love, I, I also, I love, and I'll get into it a little bit later because it comes back up, but it's, it's funny. The, the, the reason he wants a thousand dollars is funny and they're using it as like comedy. He wants a thousand dollars so he can get headshots made. So he can be an actor and get a big role. And he's also dying. But his face is half burned. His eye is shot out like like bright blue slash white. It's just like nothing to it. He has a little gimp hand because of the fire. And it's like permanently stapled to his chest. And he's just like, he, he's literally a monster at that point. And he thinks he's going to get a headshot. And it's, that's the funny part is he, he wants to get headshots to be an actor. And it's like, <laughs> just the idea he thinks that that could be possible. But. You also kind of go, he's fucking with Ben more than anything. He doesn't really want to get headshots made. And you don't really know why he wants $1,000 at all for anything. And he just seems to be fucking with Ben more than anything. And that's that's where that ends. He he shows up and he doesn't get the money, obviously. Um, outside of like a little uh, Halloween festival, like during the day, uh, Ben is talking to Tate. And they're sitting there and they're drinking coffee. And Tate didn't know what to order because obviously he only goes out once a year and he probably doesn't go get coffee ever. So he doesn't know what all the new coffees are. Sets him down. He's like, and Ben's just questioning him why Tate didn't show up at the other doctor that they scheduled for him because Ben doesn't want to be Tate's doctor anymore. He talked to his mystery mom and he scheduled an appointment with someone else. He didn't show up. And this is when Tate like, like apologizes. And it seems like he genuinely wants help. He's like, you actually tried to help me. I promise I won't do anything weird with your daughter again. I won't do anything weird. Please just help me. And he seems very genuine. And this is like why I find Tate the most fascinating character in almost any TV show, uh, especially uh, American Horror Story. But he's uh, 
because he you don't know where his emotions truly lie if they're genuine if they're not you never really find out you, you i mean you kind you can make your own judgment like i personally think in which they also bring up in season eight this is just what i thought beside that is once he uh bangs the demon up inside uh viv he is free to be his own person he kills people after this which we'll get to but it's mostly to protect other people and he only does things out of like a necessity he doesn't just murder willy-nilly i don't know where he got this demon from if he got it before he died i don't know we don't we don't find that out so really they let you go make up your own mind and i like that sort of i like the vague gray area i don't want like he is evil now he is not like uh, let me figure it out i don't know i find tate fascinating he really seems like he wants help from ben at this point and ben kind of agrees to it um Morris Chestnut shows up at the house, which we need another fucking sexy dude in this show, right? He's the, he's the only sexy guy named Morris I've ever fucking seen in my life. He's installing the security system for the house because of all the break-ins and shit. I mean, he really starts to flirt with Viv, and she's clearly flirting back. And we'll see where that goes. Um, not fucking nowhere, really. But anyway, um, uh, after he leaves, Mara asks uh, Viv for Halloween off so she can visit her mother. She says she can. Uh... Chad and Patrick, they show up at the house to fluff. They're the fluffers for the house. And we know they're not there for that. They can't be. Pat tries to, uh, Ben gets home. Uh, Pat's like, yeah, let's go, let's go look for this. And they go, I don't remember what they're looking for. They go upstairs. And then Pat stops him, stops Ben. He's like, you know what? You look, I can tell you and I are the same. He's like, you really, you really need a blowjob, don't you? Something like that. And, and Ben's like, I'm not gay. He's like, Nobody's gay till a man sucks her dick or something like that. And he's like trying to suck Ben's dick really, really hard. And um, uh, and I was kind of like, yeah, let's see where this goes. Let him suck your dick. Big fucking, like if a guy asked me to suck my dick and I wasn't married or anything, like Ben's married, I get it. But I'd be like, yeah, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, big deal. Don't look down. <laughs> If you're not, if you're severely homophobic, obviously you're not going to. I'm not. Like I said, I'm always, I'm eighty twenty. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I like it. Maybe I don't. And if I do like it, big deal. If I don't, I'm still got my dick sucked. What are you gonna do? What I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Honestly, and, oh, we find out something in the last episode. The worst that happened is, is a, a fucking ghost bites your dick off, which is fucking terrifying. But you know, maybe I talked myself out of this because he is also a ghost. But Ben doesn't know that. I also like in the season, let's get away and get serious. I like in the season where the characters start to realize, slowly start to realize what's really happening and who's actually a ghost. Because at this point, they don't know anybody's a ghost. They don't even know about the ghost, really. And, but we as an audience really know about the ghost. So it's, it's interesting. Because with Violet and Tate, I'm not, I'm not quite sure where she finds out. I'm not... We don't, they don't really make it obvious. And I kind of like that ambiguity. I like that. With Ben, it's a very hard, oh, God, no. You're a good, like that sort of thing. Characters have different levels of finding the shit out. I like that. It's because I feel like it's just most shows or movies with ghosts, they're just like, oh, my God, there it is. It's a ghost. And like, that's it. And you're like, this kind of like slowly lets the characters in in, in different speeds. Ben is very slow. Viv, I don't even really know. She's even slower, I guess. Uh, Violet, though, I'm not really sure when she finds out. I, it's she kind of like has different phases, but I don't. We never get like a "you're dead" like that sort of thing. They talk about it afterwards, where he's like, "What do I say? Hey, I'm Tate. I'm a ghost." That sort of thing. But I was like, "Did she know before that?" 
It seems like she did, but I don't, I don't really know. I like that sort of stuff. I like the ambiguity of it. So um, point is, uh, Chad is talking to Viv while they're off talking about blowjobs. And Chad talks to Viv, and he's like basically dropping hints to Viv to check Ben's phone records because that's what he did to uh, Pat. He's like, that's how I found out. Like, he's cheating on me. I looked at his phone records. Those don't lie. So you kind of realize Viv's going to do that to Ben now. And with the whole Boston thing that happened and how he lied about going to see a patient who's suicidal, you know that shit's going to hit the fan. And she clearly does that because it comes up a little bit here. Uh, Tate tells uh, a story uh, to Violet. They're sitting there talking in the basement, I think, or upstairs in the attic. They're always in one of the two spots. And he's telling the story about the Nora and Charles Montgomery and their kidnapped baby, how it got taken. Um, they get the baby back, and the, the fucking cops show up at the door, and then he opens it up, and it's like a baby in a box. I'm like, what, fucking Christ. And then uh, they make the, they can't, they don't let the wife look at it, though. And I'm like, hey, how about you, you let the guy know your dead baby's in here before you just let him go, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, and when he just looks in there, and he's like, oh, a baby in a jar. My baby, okay. And, but they're like, no, you can't, you can't look at that. It's like, it's still the guy's bit. What? No, whatever. He goes into the basement. He does like Frankenstein surgery while the saw music is playing. The same fucking theme song. And then uh, that's really as far as they get to. The, oh, uh, he makes the baby into like a whole person. And, and it's a fucking monster. And Nora freaks the fuck out. And I don't know if, if we get into what happens with that. I don't know if it's. Um... Let me just say it now because I don't know if it happens later. It seems like it would happen now. But I'll just say it now, assuming you've seen the whole season one. Like I said, I keep saying that. See, see, see the whole season before I before you listen to this. Point is, she doesn't like the monster that her son is. She tries to to have him as a baby. He's freaking around. I think this happens in a later episode. I'm just doing it now. Fuck it. He's he's like scurrying around the fucking room like a fucking creature because he is at this point after he got sewn together. And then she she kind of freaks out and the baby kills it goes downstairs and talks to Charles and he tells him that she killed it and he freaks out he's like why do you kill it and he's like huffing ether all the time and then she like uh, holds him and she's like it's okay and she blows his fucking brains out and then she puts the gun to her mouth and blows her own brains out which is why I think her ghost is kind of like never really sure what's going on she seems to be because she tours the house pretending to look like she's going to buy it and she's like what's this you did something to the kitchen it's different and she's like in a world like in a confused world sometimes sometimes she just seems to have a perfectly fine ghost brain i don't get it but i think it's cuz she killed herself i'm guessing that's the only explanation as to why she's so confused and like just not aware of like what dreams might come when the mother kills herself and robin williams talks to her and she's like yeah, who are you? Just has no idea what's going on. They can't admit to themselves what they did. That sort of thing. Um, anyway, uh, uh, Tate tells Violet that they can go on a date tomorrow night. Tomorrow being Halloween, I guess. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. He says tomorrow night, but today's clearly Halloween because he met Ben at a festival. So it'd be tonight, not tomorrow night. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Fucking who cares? Uh, point is... Uh, Oh, I just did out of order. That's why. Tate meets Ben in Park. Okay, I did in the other order. This must be the next day. Doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? Constance gives a... Uh, this whole thing where Addie is trying to look like a, like a pretty girl. And so she had uh, uh, Violet do her makeup for her. And then uh, Constance was like, You're not a real... You're not a normal girl. You never will be. And like really fucking brutal, hardcore with her. And then um, Constance has a moment where you think she's going to be really sweet. And she gives a mask to Addie. And she puts it on. It's like this creepy... Pure white, almost like a like the mascot of Halloween. 
which might be the reference point, like why it's called Halloween Part 1, or Halloween, rather. But it, it's just white, completely white. There's no features on it, and it's just like it has hair on it, like the wig is glued to it. And she puts it on, it's so goddamn creepy. And you think Constance is going to be, she's like, yo, you're a pretty girl. And you think she's going to be super nice. And then she turns into like an asshole right away. She's like, you're, you, you'll be a pretty girl for once. And as I said, some like some backhanded shit and walks out of the room. I'm like, ah, damn, she cannot be nice. Like overall, she has to say some sort of shitty thing at, before entering a room or after, yeah, before leaving the room rather. So, um, this is still real time. This is still the 2011 timeline, uh, they're setting up all the all the uh, Halloween shit. I don't know what to call it. They're fluffing the house, I guess is what I'll say. Chad is freaking out about everything because Ben got the wrong apples. He's like, that's all Gelson's has. He goes, if Gelson doesn't have the right apples, you go to a farmer's market. You pay a little bit more. You pay Pedro to get him at the farmer's market. It's the fucking the right fucking apples. I said, Granny Smith. We agreed on Granny Smith. And they freak out. Viv fires them and they kick him out. And, they, and uh, Chad doesn't handle that too well. Um, at some point, Chad sees the rubber man again, I, and I expected that to come in, but it doesn't really. Um, and then they're out, and then Ben's like, it's okay, we'll, we'll do our own thing. And Viv's like, you know what? You get out, too. You lied to me. I looked at your phone records. Yeah, yeah. How's, how's uh, what's her name? I forget her goddamn name. God damn it. How's Hayden? There we go. Good old IMDb. How's Hayden, Ben? Oh, yeah, 13 missed calls. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, dick. And he tries to lie to her, being like, you know what? She keeps calling me. I ignore it. And when she, when I do answer, I tell her to, to, to leave me alone. She will not get a hold of us again. She, I promise you she will not get a hold of us again. She doesn't believe that. And she's like, I saw something in your eye that says you're lying. Because he does have a history of lying. And then um, there's baby pains. Viv has baby pains. They take her to the, the doctor. And then there's a weird scene where the nurse is doing the little uh, thing, you know, putting the jelly on the belly and then uh, scoping through it. What the fuck that's called? I could think of it in three seconds, but I don't want to. She's looking at the baby image and she looks at the image on the monitor and she's like, what's that? Oh, 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 and faints like, ah, faints, falls over. And that's the subtle hinting that the baby's a fucking demon. It's a demon baby. Did he have little hooves or horns? What the fuck did she see in that? Because other doctors don't see it. I'm assuming this isn't her first time getting this done. So someone else has seen it at this point, right? I, I, I assume so. Um, this is when I was like, it's amazing how, my note is, it's amazing how quickly season one, how the episodes go, compared to most shows. Most shows are like a fucking slog. Even if I like it, it's like just slow. But this one's like, it builds and builds and builds and builds. And it, it keeps you moving without feeling distracted. Some of the later seasons are moving, but they get so distracted by these long, like, I almost say like, like tributaries. Like they go over here and they're like, oh, we got to go back. And they come back to the main storyline after a while. And you're like, oh, it's too, you're away from the, your main plot way too long. This season though, does little, like the intro before the uh, theme music, the th little intro theme. They do little things and they set it up. And then the episode's about that. And that works perfectly for the show. That's what they need to do. If they're going to do it, do it like that. It works. Later seasons, we'll keep going back and forth. And or some episodes are just about that, like the fucking Valerie Solanus will f fuck up all the men in the world, whatever the hell the name of that episode is in season seven. It just goes like way off over here, and it's not a bad episode. But I'm like, can we, can we get back over here now? No, okay, you're doing the whole thing. Okay, cool. Oh, she's gonna try to shoot Andy Warhol. Great, that really ties in. Oh, not at all. Okay, great, cool. And I just feel like they just get so distracted by side plots that. And they're doing less episodes, so it's really strange that they, they do that 
with less plot and less episodes. It's just, it's weird. But they kind of fixed that with some of the new, and that, that is one of the newer seasons, don't get me wrong, but they seem to have corrected the ship with the newer season. It's more, way more focused. And when they do it, it's like the, the warlocks, and then we, that plays into the season, so it works. It doesn't go way out here and then back around. It's like a little offshoot and it comes back around, like going on the off ramp, come back on the freeway after that. It's like, kind of like that. It's uh, This is how the show works best. Point is, let's get back to the episode. Um, that's not the point, to get back to the episode. That's the point of this podcast, I, I guess. Let's just get into it. What the fuck am I talking about? So Addie is, goes to the murder house and knocking and ringing the doorbell, whatever, knocking, who gives a shit what she does. Uh, and then the girls, some girls walk up, some teenage girls dressed like sluts, like pirate sluts, and they're like, hey, idiot, it says take one. And then they take a candy and they walk away. And then Addie's like, I'm a pretty girl too. Like, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. And she runs off after them. The girls have already crossed the street by then. Uh, she takes like, she runs like halfway across the road. And then we, it gets fucking creamed by a car. And then the car drives off, I think. And then, um, so Addie's fucking laying there. Constance freaks the fuck out, obviously. Runs out there. Tries to drag Addie to the... She like fucking tells the paramedics, like, fuck off! Get the fuck out of here! And drags the body to the yard of the murder house, trying to get her on there before she dies, but she's already dead. So she lost that daughter for real. Um, she's gone. She's bye-bye. So Addie's gone. I think... Is that our first main character to die? Like, main meaning, like, since episode one that really plays a role? She's goddamn dead. Um, let's go talk about a ghost who's out on Halloween. Mora visits her mom in the hospital. She's in a hospital bed. She's elderly as shit. And Mora's like sitting there staring at her. She's like, you have the most beautiful hands. And she pulls a plug in her mom and, and, or she suffocates her. I forget. I think she just pulled the machine and then her mother dies and she's sitting there staring at her at her body, holding her hands. And then you see the mother behind her, like, come with me, Mara. She's like, I can't. And she freaks out and really tender scene. I don't want to make fun of it too much because she does a good job with it. Um, but she, uh, can't go with her mom and she was like Francis Conroy just sits there and cries and doesn't even look at her spirit mom. I don't know if she just didn't want to see her like that or what that was all about, but she doesn't even turn around and the mother's gone like three seconds after she says she can't. And I was like, Oh, poor lady, <laughs> like just stuck in that house. Um, Larry, uh, well, the last section here is Larry is at the house now freaking out looking for his thousand dollars so he can get headshots. And this is when I was like, it's a funny plot line, but it's also kind of stupid. I don't know why he wants a thousand dollars for real. We don't ever get into it. I don't think we ever really find out. I, I don't believe it's for headshots. That's ridiculous. I don't know why he's doing this. He seems to want the house back more than anything. He wants Constance back. He wants the house. He wants that life back. But also when the ghost of, I, I mean, this is a spoiler for later. I think um, it might be the, beginning of the next episode or something like that but we find out that tate is the one that burned larry's face because you think it would be that when his wife burned herself that's what you kind of think happened because his wife locked the door and burned herself with the daughters inside and you think he just like maybe burned half his face trying to save them or trying to do something but it didn't work you don't know but it ended up being tate i'm going out of order here i don't fucking care but why would he want to own that house or go back in that house with tate is in there he knows he's in there like why the fuck do you want to do that but anyway, um, rubber, rubber man's there. Um, ben and Viv, they get back to the house. The alarm's going off. There's chaos. Um, they freak out. They, ben runs over when the doorbell's going off. And he opens the door, swings it open, and Hayden's there. And that's how the episode ends. He shuts the door on her. And I was like, it's, 
I, I realize I, I described it very quickly because that's how quickly it plays out. He's just like runs over there. It's kind of dreamlike. He runs over, swing, flows, throws the door open. He's like, <gasps> and it's Hayden's there. And she's just like, turns around. She looks fucked up and angry. She looks super angry. Like, what the fuck? Like, you killed me and buried me below the, below, like cemented over me and built that thing on top of me. What the fuck? I can't think of the name of it for some reason. <laughs> and then uh, it's, it's possibly one of my favorite episode endings ever. It's, it's, Really simple. They don't even go into detail, but it was like seeing her there, and Ben's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, and they don't, and that's where it ends. And I'm like, "Oh shit," because it makes you go, "I have to watch the next episode." It's like a good cliffhanger where it doesn't leave you like too many questions, but it's also like because you know what happened, we know what happened, but we want to see how the character handles that and what Hayden does because she looks fucking angry. And uh, I love that ending. I really do. Good episode, solid episode. I really love it. Um, but I'll be back with Halloween Part Two. Not Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. That one's the worst. I hate that fucking movie. It, it's atrocious. It is, it is horribly bad. But that's neither here nor there, because we'll be talking about American Horror Stories Halloween 2. Halloween Part 2. Until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.